Hello and welcome to a new recording and a new episode of Doctrine and Doxology. We are glad that you're here with us again. I am Skylar Spradlin, joined with the one and only Larry Honus. Well, there's many Larry Honuses in the world today. But, but as I've I'm said the only one countless in this times, man, you're one of a kind. I'm the only one in this office. And in our hearts. Thank you. Appreciate that. Yep. You're welcome. Good to be here, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. We've got yeah. some well-needed rain. It's a little cool outside. But. Well. It may not be raining when someone listens to this. April showers bring May flowers May flowers bring pilgrims. Is that right? Yep. Hmm. Historically. Very interesting. They came to America just at the right time, didn't they? I don't know when Give they landed. Little, if they came in in May. I don't know if they landed in May. I don't I thought, even know when they left. Uh, did you make that up? They rode on the Mayflower. That was the ship's name. Oh, May. I get you. Mayflowers. I got you. Well, I was going to sing it. I was thinking if they came in the spring, they would give them time to build shelter before harsh, harsh winter came. I'm sure they but had it. But you don't it, know that it, that's when they landed. I mean, I'm sure they had it planned out pretty well. <laughs> Anyways. Let's get in a boat and go over there. I you yeah. say. <laughs> um, we are moving on today to the. Yes. Call of the Gospel. That's true. And kind of the, you know, he kind of explains it differently, or you've explained it differently. The Gospel call or the effective call is the way that you've been talking about it. Right. I kind of think of you more different of a, words. a general call and an effectual call, yeah. Oh, okay. Does it mean the same thing, doesn't it? Yeah. Because it's not, they're not biblical words. Call is. Gospel is. And gospel is, yeah. So what do you think's not biblical about that? The word effectual. Oh, so one word out of that whole phrase? Effectual call. Okay. Is is not a biblical word, but it it fits our idea of the call of God in a person's life. It's the way we've explained a principle that we find in scripture. Yes. Yeah. The principle is true. Yes. Even though if a word may not be found. Yes. This is, um, well, we've covered in the last two episodes the doctrine of election. And yes. this is probably the first, oh, immediate pushback that people give to the doctrine of election is this understanding of the difference call. between the call, the right. two callings of the gospel. And this is how we would say. Uh, we reconcile those things because the person who's going to push back against uh, election, God's electing of salvation, is going to say, well, people can say no. Yes. And and what do you do with the people who say no? Can you say no if you've been elected? Yes, and that's And that's that. where this comes in. Well, let me ask you a question. Ask away. Okay. So Saul of Tarsus... On his way to Damascus, he's Damascus. Uh, Damascus. He is. That's where they make struck masks. Struck down, or didn't strike down. A bright light appeared. He fell to the ground, and 
Uh, of course, God spoke to him and said, uh, uh, Saul, Saul. Saul, Saul. Saul, Saul. Why are you persecuting me? So I guess is this without a question? going through this whole scenario of what the dialogue between Paul and Jesus, would you say that that was an effective calling or a gospel call? Yes. <laughs> I knew you was going to say that. It's both. But it's a eff- gospel call. That's that, effectual. That theoretically, and, and I guess it's not more than theory, I don't believe that Gaul Saul, or Gaul, he don't want Gaul, <laughs> could have said no to. Yeah. I don't either. I don't either. So. So that would, that would. I don't like lead into the effectual calling. I don't like the the label effective calling because it makes it sound like the other callings aren't effective. Like if God would just be effective, if He would just be good at what He does. So the word you prefer is effectual. <laughs> it, it, I mean, I don't know. I'm just I'm just talking, man. Okay. I have no script. I'm I'm laying back today in my chair. My feet are on my desk. I'm well, here for the ride. According to Grudem here. And you're driving. The gospel call is one call that you can say no to. You hear the gospel. It's spread out to everyone, even those who will be becoming Christians and those who will not. Yes. Uh, the ones who will not can say no. They don't, they don't want this. I listened to a sermon today by R.C. Sproul who in that sermon said, maybe it was yesterday, I recently heard a sermon by R.C. Sproul. Sometime this last few days? Mm-hmm, within the last year. Okay. Um, where he did not like the phrase of uh, gospel invitation or inviting people to believe in the gospel. Okay. And his reasoning was because it's a call, it's a command you're commanded to repent and believe. Okay. And that well, I can understand that. I think that goes along here like the gospel call that you're talking about goes out to everybody. Every human being, man, woman and child is commanded to repent, believe and obey God. Yes, that's true. But since it's a general calling or a general command right people disobey it he uh grew them here made a, a statement gospel call is important also because you got to use your microphone uh, okay uh, he speaks to our emotions by issuing a heartfelt personal invitation to respond what? Well, you said respond is shouldn't be a part of that uh, effectual call. No, I said invitation. Well, he said invitation also. He said anytime you have a gospel presentation, there should be an invitation or a call to respond. Yeah, I'm, I was saying that in the sermon, R.C. Sproul said he didn't like that 
because the gospel's a command first. He didn't like the pleading with people. Here's an invitation to believe. Right, right. Although it is that. He was more like, hey, a holy God is commanding you to repent and believe and be saved. Correct. And I was saying, I just brought that up to say, people disobey that like they do anything else from God. Oh, absolutely. And so in that general call or that general command, yeah, people are disobedient. So not everybody who hears that general call of the gospel will believe or be saved. But it doesn't mean that the next time they hear that gospel, it will be effective. Correct. Effectual. You well, call it effectual? You didn't call it that. Yeah. What did you call it? Effectual. Okay. And Paul talks about that, right? Like we cast seed and we water and God gives the growth. Right. But there's also a warning in that. Come to the Lord while he may be found. Yeah. Behold, today is the day of salvation. Come to God while his arm of mercy is extended. There's going to be a time when, I mean, he, he won't extend that call anymore. I think so. And not even, I, I don't even think, I'm not even talking like the day you die. I'm saying there there could be even a time here and now. Pre-death. Pre-death that, that, that God is done offering you that call. I agree. I think that's right. So on one hand here of the scale, we have this general gospel call that we are as Christians supposed to take out to every every person right and call them to repent and believe and trust in Christ for salvation yeah Jesus said in uh, Matthew 11 come to me all you who are weary and burdened and I will give you rest but we know not everyone did there yeah. in that audience he was speaking to not everyone responded yeah the right way right some said no but then on the other hand of this scale, we would maintain that there is a certain call of God upon his elect by which it's, well, the traditional term now is irresistible. Yeah. You don't say no to. God actually has regenerated the heart and in that calling. Right. And that person is awakened made alive to see truth yeah your heart's been quickened quickened (laughs) and they respond obediently right and in that instance we're saying i think we are saying this we are that even though you accept it freely and you said yes i want that you really didn't have a choice yes I mean, you you can't. It's something you can't say no to, or you won't say no to. Well, because I, God's calling you, and it's an effective way, and it stirs you. He quickens your soul to respond in a favorable way. Yes. I mean, he's he, you're not going to outdo his desires or his will or his power. God's not gonna gonna look at the situation and say, "Man." I was gonna. I was saving Larry, and he just said no. And now I'm kind of hope. I'm helpless, <laughs> and now I can't do anything. 
We may define effective calling as follows. Effective calling is an act of God the Father speaking through the human proclamation of the gospel in which he summons people to himself in such a way that they respond in saving faith. Pretty good definition. Yeah, I would add, you know, just for our discussion today in there, that he doesn't do it in a way of like manipulation. There's there's a bit of mystery in that way that he right. he cites there. Right. And the response is voluntary, a willing response in which the individual puts his or her trust in Christ. Yes. But God gives you that longing desire to say yes. I yes, think, I want you. Think yes, about I want salvation. The seed of the gospel being scattered, but but in that effectual call, God's God breaks through the shell of the seed and and it germinates and there's no holding it back now. It's alive. And so what does it do when it's alive? It does alive things. It grows. It it seeks nourishment and nutrients. Sprouts. It sprouts. It becomes a big old tree. That's right. And so our hearts, when they're made alive by God, they do what alive hearts do. They run to the source of their life. Right. They run to God. You start setting down roots. 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 Is it root or route? Well, the root takes a certain route to get it to its source, which is water. I'm talking like Route 66 or Route 66. Not route. I don't think it's route. Is route the like verb of root? Well, root, as in a tree. I'm talking about like a road. It seeks its own pathway. So it's Route 66? Okay, back to the Bible. <laughs> <laughs> Let me, let me read another statement that uh, Grudem made. I liked it. When God calls his people in a powerful way, he calls them out of darkness into his marvelous light. He calls them into the fellowship of his son and into his own kingdom and glory. People who have been called by God belong to Jesus Christ. They are called to be saints. They have come into a realm of peace, freedom, hope, holiness, and patient endurance of suffering, and eternal life. I have a scripture for each one of those words if you want one. So he's saying that's the result of... The effective calling. Yeah, yeah. All the yeah. fruit of salvation, all the results and blessings and graces of salvation. Yeah. yeah. But when you start taking all these little segments of what it means to be saved, it stirs the heart and makes us rejoice. Yeah, you know, I think in the whole discussion here, what stirs my heart is that God is the one who's doing the calling. Correct. And so God is the one who quickens the heart, regenerates, but but he, does, he doesn't do so in ignorance. He knows full well who I am, who you are. And what you've done. And still calls. And still loves us, yes. I mean, it's, it's remarkable. Uh, it's like... Is it Elijah prophesying to the dead bones? I mean, like, yeah, they're laying there dead. They're, there's nothing. And then all of a sudden there there calls forth this voice and life comes to them. And that's so much so what it's like to be saved. I mean, we're dead, dry bones. There's not even an ounce of 
live DNA left in us. Correct, correct. And then a voice hearkens forth, and we're brought to life. Not of our doing, but purely because the one who foreknew us loved us. Yeah, and that's that's the whole idea of calling us out of death into life. Yeah. Yeah, we were dead, and that would be looking forward into our future. Also, we are dead in our ability to respond to God. Yeah. Uh, And then he calls us and gives us life, which is also in the future, eternal life. But it also starts now. Yeah. It doesn't wait until we die or he comes and takes us home. Our eternal life starts now. We start right. living with Jesus. Right. Walking with him. Walking in obedience to him. Rejoicing right. as we go. And reaching out and taking others with us. Yeah. So, uh, you know, the the discussion here is that general call versus that effectual call. Uh, resisting God's call versus not resisting God's call, but but sometimes we just miss the fact that God is so gracious and merciful in calling in the first place and calling anybody, yeah. in providing a gospel and providing a a means of salvation, right? And then then calling us to life to accept it to believe it. What's, what's the Hebrew? Uh, the book of what is the verse in Hebrews that tells how terrible it is. To trample the blood of Jesus underfoot. Something to that effect. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. How much more so? Uh, i got to look it up now. Okay, please do. We don't want to... Where's my Bible? We don't want to misquote that one. But it, it it brings back to me, how could God, who have provided such a rich salvation, not condemn those who refuse the offer he made through his son. He's looking it up, ladies and gentlemen. He's getting ready to be there. He's nodding his head just a little bit. That means he thinks he's getting close. <laughs> but it's a beautiful thought, isn't it? I was looking in the wrong chapter. Okay, now you're in the right chapter? Maybe. The new Bible, the pages are stitched together. Uh, okay. My Bible is so used that when I think of the scripture, it opens to it automatically. Uh, it's my friend. You're still looking. Yep. I think he found it. Here it goes. If we go on, it's chapter 10, verse 26 through 31. For if we go on sinning deliberately after receiving the knowledge of the truth, there no longer remains a sacrifice for sins, but a fearful expectation of judgment and a fury of fire that will consume the adversaries. Anyone who has set aside the law of Moses dies without mercy on the evidence of two or three witnesses. How much worse punishment, do you think, will be deserved by the one who has trampled underfoot the Son of God and has profaned the blood of the covenant? by which he was sanctified, and has outraged the Spirit of grace. For we know him who said, Vengeance is mine, I will repay. And again, the Lord will judge his people. It is a fearful thing to fall into the hands of the living God. Don't mess with the Creator. Well, the the thing that you were citing there, they, they were punished for... Setting aside the law of Moses, if two or three witnesses came up, right, 
But how much worse punishment if you trample underfoot Jesus and his blood? Yeah. You spurn the gospel and you mock and ridicule and reject the sacrifice of Christ. It is. It's important. It's serious. Yeah. Yeah. The free gift of God given for the salvation of man. Yeah. Well, I think I would end today by saying. Okay, go ahead. (laughs) (laughs) I was trying to think about how I want to say it. I mean, I I want listeners to examine their heart and I want them to to seek the effectual call of God. I want them to 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 think and see if they've only cursory accepted the gospel or if or if god has quickened to their heart yeah. and breathed are, life into them are you like the uh, seed planted in the good soil that's yeah. producing uh, uh crops 30 or 100 times yeah or are you rocky soil or are you uh, cast among the weeds yeah uh, where they choke you out yeah uh yeah Is and your, also if there's yeah. someone out there that has never received christ has never heard the gospel and uh, been quickened by God and turned their life uh, over to him. Today's the day. Yes. Now would be a great time to talk to the Lord and uh, get things right with him. Yeah, absolutely. Well, um, we would always love to hear from you as, as we say at the end of every episode and you can contact us by going to doctrinedoxology.com. There you can also find our social media links. Follow us there. Make sure you like us there as well. Get all the updates on new episodes and other things that we're doing, including the current opening of our new pastor's cohort, where really not just for pastors, but any church leader can enroll and sign up for 18 months of free books, uh, biblical books on ecclesiology and church life and, and church ministry, uh, as well as some regular Zoom calls for encouragement and fellowship and things of that nature. That's entirely free. For free? For free. And you can learn wow. more or donate or sign up to that cause uh, at com. That's amazing. It is. Not amazing as salvation, but it's up there tumbling is it tumbling up there humbling humbling humbly i mean it may be tumbling i don't know it could be coming crashing down it's humble let's be humble okay (laughs) let me go ahead and pray is it about time yes okay our father we are truly grateful because you call us out of our darkness into your light and lord uh, when i think of the consequence of my sin and the the glorious uh, gift of life that you offer, I'm, I am humbled. Uh, I'm so grateful that you called me, and I'm so thankful that it was an effective call, that, it, that you uh, stirred my heart to receive the gift of life, to repent of my sins. So, Lord, please guide someone out there today that may not know you as Savior. Help them to uh, listen to the gospel Help them to respond and become your child. Uh, Please guide us. Give us direction. We love you. Help us to share your good news. In Jesus' name, amen.